Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Spokane Business Insider. I'm your host, Chris Angel, here with my co-host, Val Moni. What's up, Val? I'm here with my bells on. It's exciting. <laughs> Good. I love it. And uh, and we have a guest. And uh, I, Rob, you're now an old friend of mine. Rob Henry. Rob, how are you? That would, it, that would be that, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It's been it, it, since uh, 2009. Yeah. I mean, time flies, really. Right. Um, I have had – it's an honor for you to be here because I – I have loved watching your journey through business. Um, and I would even say through personal development, like the the path you've been on has been amazing and you don't shrink from anything. Like you just will step right into the next thing that it seems like uh, life has for you. And um, so I'm excited to unpack, you know, whatever we can in this conversation about purpose and profits and how to, how do we blend these these worlds of what um, life teaches you, what life invites you into, and yet at the same time, sort of building a profitable business. So thanks for being here. Well, um, I've got to just share. Uh, in 2009, I was coming out of uh, a bankruptcy, having to shut down a construction company that I I built to be one of the largest construction companies. And um, it was by pure chance that I got into real estate. And in that uh, I met Chris Angel and Chris really became a, um, a mentor to me. And, and I really admired, you know, I've had a lot of coaches and they have a lot of different styles. Chris just exudes love. Mm. And um, in every conversation we ever had that the, the love that he exudes opens up a space for, for me anyways, and, and a lot of other people that I, I know have interacted with you, uh, opens up a space to be really, really authentic. And it's in that space of authenticity mm. that you're able to get the most work done, right? Most people have layers of just bullshit that they, that they cover. You know, it's, it's like that passing someone in the hall and you ask them, how are you doing? And I'm fine. Right. When you can see it all over them that they're grappling. And Chris just has such, so much love from his heart that it was really easy to say, Hey, Chris, you know what I'm grappling with? I feel like I'm working my ass off and I'm not getting results. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and so, you know, all I really did is literally follow every piece of coaching, every piece of advice, every program you said I should consider and participate (laughs) in. And, um, you know, that has been one of the, I'd say it in my book, it's been one of the, the greatest contributing factors to my success ever is your willingness to pour into people. So uh, one, I'm always, always, I will forever be grateful to you. And uh, I will forever acknowledge uh, that contribution in, into my life, as much as you praise what, you know, where I've been, been and where I've gone to, you know, you're, you're a significant ingredient of that and whatever you're doing, podcast program, you know, whatever, I'm always (laughs) delighted to spend time with you. That's great. I love it's like whatever uh, the sh- the 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 flavor of the day is. You know, I think the hard part about being uh, it, curious and um, open to what life invites you to is it's uh, it, it, it can for me it can always invite me into something new or next. And it took me a long time to sort of um, have a big enough vision that could hold all the different ideas I wanted to pursue. And sure. Sometimes you can get stuck chasing ideas and not having a vision big enough to hold them all. I feel like what's cool with you is you've been able to um, find a vision to hold all the things that you do as you develop. You're so good at developing people. And then I, I mean, I'd be curious to hear what you have to say about what you think your purpose is. 
but I see you developing leaders and, and doing it all inside of a grand vision. And I, so, I mean, what, let's maybe start there. What do you think your purpose is? Oh, my, my purpose is to, you know, use my, my life experience. Um, you know, that's what my book is about is basically sharing my life experience. Hmm. Uh, everybody likes a comeback story, right? And my yeah. uh, book is about my uh, time in prison and what led me to prison and uh, ultimately what led to uh, prosperity. Hmm. And so my my purpose in life is to help as many as I can to understand that there is a formula hmm. for happiness and success and fulfillment. There's a formula to it. It's just, it's no different than if you wanted to be in the best shape of your life, hmm. there are certain daily habits and rituals that that you could follow if you chose to, that would ultimately lead to greater fitness, greater health, greater vitality, right? And and my mission is to teach and share with as many people as possible that no matter where you're at in life, whether yeah. you feel stuck, whether you feel like you're at rock bottom, yeah. whether you have addictions to drugs or comfort or drama or what, you know, whatever flavor of addiction that people have, um, that if you want to, if you really want to, there is a path to happiness and fulfillment and ultimately to success. And, and, you know, that's what the purpose of my, my book is about. It's what, uh, which is just being printed now. It's, um, you know, it's, it's what the, look, I chose real estate because it was a great vehicle mm -hmm. Yeah. to, I, I chose a real estate brokerage because it's a great vehicle to help people through a very challenging real estate's a challenging career. 90% of people leave within the first three years. And so um, my wife, Cambria, and I chose real estate because it was a great vehicle for us to exercise our skills and leadership abilities to hand in hand help people through a really challenging career. But the reality is, the more you won't get your own shit together, the more you develop and create, you know, the significant relationships in your life, the better you are you able to serve others. Right. And so it's, I'm helping them in real estate, but what's really happening is that we're enhancing the quality of their lives. Yeah. I think that's so good. I, I think part of my, I, what I've been wanting so much for so many years, I, I remember trying to have these kinds of conversations with real estate agents because that's my background. Right. So, uh, but I, now I've expanded beyond just real estate where it's, I want people to see that you can design your business for the, the impact you want to make even if the impact you want to make isn't directly connected to the thing you sell, right? Yes. So if what you sell is helping real estate agents, how to close more deals as with buyers and sellers, but, and yet there, I see you doing personal development trainings in your brokerage, helping right. agents find that thing, their personal power, right? Their, their own potential. It has, and the converse, the ones I've heard you say have nothing to do with market statistics, listing presentations, buyer packets. It's like, having people get related to their word and having people start to think about what they really want in their life. And I just want more people to see, like you can design your business for impact and it, and it, and it can still be successful financially. Absolutely. It's the only way. Look, look, you got to be able to do, you got to do, be able to do a couple of things in business period. And if you can't do this, you shouldn't be in business. Mm. Number one is that you've got to have a passion. You've got to have a product or a service that's better than anybody else, hmm. period. And number two, you've got to have a desire to continually elevate that, to continually grow and, and 
you know, a lot of times in business, I mean, we've experienced that in real estate, a lot of times in business, uh, whether it's due to technology or the economics or, um, or, or um, client expectations, the market changes. So you've got to be able to shift and adapt, right? And, and so you just have to have a mindset of number one, being the best in the business. And the, the challenge for most, you know, it, let's talk about real estate in the field that we're in. A lot of people, if you really get down to why did you get into business to serve and to provide a great experience and to deliver the best product isn't even really in their top 10. Wasn't in my top 10 when I got into real estate. Yeah. And so, you know, here's the thing, what gets in the way of that? There's only one thing and one thing only that gets in the way of that. And that's our own self, our own insecurities, our own desires to meet our own needs. And the reality is through via personal development, leadership development, um, what, what I've come to know, what you've come to know is that the truest form of satisfying your own internal needs, the truest and and most efficient pathway to that is to truly serve others. Mm. Think about it like a, an intimate relationship. When you talk to people who have friction or frustrations in their intimate relationship, it's all about the other person. The other person doesn't do this, that, or the, or the other for me mm. and not making me happy. Right. Yeah. But if you have the philosophy as I do, or the viewpoint that I do, that a relationship is where you go to serve. Mm. Right. Um, and then you have two partners in a relationship that they exist to serve one another's needs. Mm. Nobody divorces in a situation like that. And, and in order to effectively do that, you have to know your partner. You have to, you have to learn about your partner every single day. What means one thing one day, maybe mean for from your partner, something completely different the next day. So you have to be open and you have to be curious. Well, it's the same thing in business. You have to know your consumer. You have to know your consumer's needs. Look, there's a reason why Apple hmm. is by far and beyond the number one, uh, um, mobile phone, um, manufacturer in the world, mm. right? As a matter of fact, Apple has a 55% market share. Do you know how many, do you know how many wow. manufacturers of, of Android phones there are? I don't. So there's one, there's one of Apple, 1300 manufacturers of Android pro- products wow. share 45% market share. Wow. So why is Apple so successful? One of the things that they're fanatically successful at is understanding their consumers' psychological needs, hmm. right? And what they what they know is if you can satisfy just three of most human beings' six psychological human needs, it becomes an addiction. People become addicted to Apple products. You'll hear people talk about their Apple product and sneer about any other product, right? That's an addiction. <laughs> And Apple has managed, yeah, I mean, we're communicating on Apple products, right? (laughs) And so they've just done a a tremendous job of understanding their consumer, but more importantly, understanding our six psychological human needs and delivering to those and doing it consistently, and it creates raving fanatical fans. To to succeed in business, you have to be 100% focused on the consumer delivering the best product, the best service, and doing it better than anybody else. And if that's not a passion for yours, you're just going to continue to struggle. Yeah. How, I, how do you go ahead? Go ahead, Val. You go. I am 
to put it as authentically as possible, my mind is being blown right now. And <laughs> what you don't know about me, Rob, is that I just gave away a business I've been doing for nine years and found, I mean, I, by most metrics, I was successful at it. I got a lot of positive feedback for it, but uh, I found it repressive. I wasn't able to be who I am doing that business. And I have been studying and I just passed my real estate exam a week ago Tuesday. And <laughs> so here I am going down the path of real estate and I very much want what you're talking about. I want to be a service. I want to be authentic. I want to make a difference. And what I don't want is to be constantly chasing out of desperation, fear, or despair, the next sale. And right. I, don't, I don't see that being a service to anybody. So uh, thank you for what you're bringing to the conversation. And I, I can't wait to read your book. And while I haven't been to prison, I have been living an anxious life for the last 10 years. So yeah. I feel like I hopefully have an opportunity to follow in your footsteps and create a really phenomenal experience for me and the other people that I work with. That's good. Val, if it's, if it's okay, I, I would love to just share some thoughts on a couple of things that, uh, that you, that you said. Um, yeah. Please. You know, it's first of all that again it's the authenticity of these kind of conversations that I absolutely crave like if you see me in public settings like networking settings I could give two shits about talking about what's who's playing football the weather the I just politics I just it just doesn't interest me anymore you know I can fake it for a good 2 minutes but you can be, believe <laughs> I'm going to walk away from that conversation pretty quickly so uh one I acknowledge you and appreciate your 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 authenticity and and sharing that look uh, business should be an expression of love yes. in who you are. Right. And so, you know, and so many people find themselves that, oh shit, I, I'm just in the wrong business. Right. It's, it's, it's like, um, you know, it's something that maybe they, by chance they gravitated towards, but it doesn't necessarily serve them in terms of being an expression of their business. I was very fortunate because I stumbled into real estate and I thought it was going to be easy um, maybe watched a little too much HGTV. Uh, <laughs> and then the biggest blessing of my life arrived when, you know, I only did nine transactions in my first year. And I went to Chris, like, I'm out working, you know, you take any 10 people, Chris might remember, look at, look at that shit eating grin. He might remember this conversation. <laughs> I said, you know, <laughs> I'm out working, you pick any 10 people, I'll outwork them, right? And, um, you know, one of the things that he shared is he's like, you've got to get you out of the way. You've got to get your expectations out of the way. And, and that was, you know, he, that was when he encouraged me to pursue personal development. You said something really interesting, um, about that you've dealt with, uh, this feeling of anxiousness for the last 10 years. And, um, you know, here's the great thing about having a purpose and having a calling. Here's the great thing that I found in terms of being in real estate, real estate for your clients they're experiencing three or four of the top 10 things that make people the most fearful or anxious or, or what they're afraid of, right? People are afraid of moving. People are afraid of uncertainty, all those things. And so to be able to be a guide for someone through that process, right? Oftentimes you have to become a psychologist, a marriage counselor, a financial advisor, and all of those various roles. Focusing on that, Val, I promise you, is an anxiety killer, It'll crush your own anxieties. 
In other words, the more you tap into the fulfillment that comes from serving others and helping people achieve their, you know, for us and what we do with real estate, right? Real estate is one of the biggest contributing factors to a family's overall long-term wealth. And so, you know, you're helping a family move to a better school district or be closer to work so that they can spend more time at, at home. It's a beautiful thing. And yet for most consumers, especially first-time buyers, it's an incredibly scary and and demanding process. And so it's very fulfilling to to help people with that. And And for me, it was that journey and helping people. The more I got focused on helping people and making that connection and that relationship with people, the more my personal business grew, meaning my my sphere of influence, right? My book of business, if you will. And the more that I did that, the more it became like, well, I need to bring on others to help me continue to fulfill this mission. And then as I did that, I realized there's an opportunity to help others, other agents mm. overcome their own, you know, obstacles and barricade, barricades and mindset, dis, you know, disempowering mindsets, just like Chris Angel did with me. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's really the, the reason that our business grew and continues to grow is in service of helping people mm-hmm. a- achieve and fulfill their greatest purpose. Yeah. Wow, so it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing for you to p- pursue. You'll find that you will get out of, look, what being anxious is about is really about when you really, you know, if we had about four hours to dive into it, you really discover what being anxious about is really, it's really about being fearful. Really, it's really being concerned about, am I enough? If you really, it, you know, we don't have the time to do it in a 20-minute in a uh, podcast, but if you really, really broke it down, it really comes down to, uh, you know, being fearful that you're, that, that you're not fulfilling a greater purpose, um, you know, being focused on, on yourself and, and, and are my, how do I achieve my own needs? And what most people don't realize is that that comes uh, most reliably when you're outside of yourself and you're able to just pour your heart into the service of others. Yeah. That's it's, all I want to do is yeah, I, I want to, I, I mean, I guess there's a word called impact. I would like to know that what I'm doing has an impact, sure. uh, but um Well, I, I now I'm up, I'm, up, I'm, up, I'm up in my stories, but uh, I know that when I walk away from an experience, knowing that I have made a difference, and furthermore, if I'm able to help other people make a difference, then you're totally right that I forgot how you put it, but that definitely kills the anxiety, and it also makes me feel fulfilled, and yeah. that's that's what I'm looking to build on. Did you ever do, you did the um, leadership program, the uh, uh, ILP, ILP, you did that with Landmark? Um, Basically, yes. (laughs) Okay. Did you ever do a, um, like a presentation of their, of their format, the three hour presentation? No. Okay. Um, Or have you ever, have you ever done something where you're speaking to an audience? I've done a lot of public speaking. Okay. Have you ever done it? And you've just been absolutely sick. Migraine, your voice is gone, whatever the case may be. Have you ever done that? Yes. You ever notice that about three to five minutes in to where you're actually serving your audience, you're just absolutely laser focused on your audience. 
Have you noticed that that your your aches and pains and your sore throat and whatever what is ailing you sort of disappears? I noticed that talking to a single person, depending yeah. on the context. So yeah. a- absolutely, I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah, that's the disappearance of self, right? And and that's what you know. That's what uh, people who are fanatical about business, you know, that's what that's what ends up creating success is that you know, eliminating self and really focused on, um, you know, focused on that client, focused on meeting their, their needs and really just blowing them away. And, uh, and, and the great thing is that in, in real estate, there's really low expectations from consumers <laughs> about that. So it's, it's not difficult to achieve that. I hear two I think things there's, sorry, I think out. there's, sorry, uh, Chris and I have talked a lot about this. I think there's a, uh, low expectation people have of life in general. Yes. And when you show them that life can be, and I'm going to use an overused word here, but when you can show them that life can be awesome and have them really get it, it's like the light comes on. And and that's what we're doing with Groundswell Collective. Yeah. I see this, what you're doing with Haven Real Estate is you're you're making it truly awesome for people and that's where the difference comes in yeah. that was the two things I, I was noticing in the in the conversation in the exchange was like there's the way you can be proficient and skilled and 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 um innovative in the thing you do the product or service that you sell like being a, a first class real estate agent that there's there's um a skill that it's attached to that and you need that and you need to continue to drive for how do I elevate that skill so that I'm that. But, but then there's the second piece that I'm really wanting to um, point to in this conversation and I, I would like to see in the business world more, which is um, being excellent at inviting people into their potential, into their full self. So if it's a home yeah. seller, it's yeah. not just how great a listing presentation, it's actually getting into the psychological needs of the seller and inviting the seller to be a bigger version of themselves. Yeah. Or in Rob's case with a brokerage to, it's not just having good scripts and listing presentations and ads that generate leads, but it's also the ability to invite your agents to step into the bigger version of themselves. And this is how I think you find impact. I don't know that you find impact by just selling a house. I think that there's impact when you invite people to be a bigger version of themselves. Yeah. I'll tell you an interesting story. I had uh, one of our agents and, and she, um, newer agent, you know, she's been with us for about a year. And um, she asked me to go on a listing appointment with her because it was a sort of a family friend. And, you know, she had a, a a mindset or a hallucination that given that she's a young female, that she may not have as, as, uh, as much credibility or impact uh, as a man would, mm-hmm. um, which is silly. And I've been able to demonstrate that for her uh, several times, have her experience her own greatness, you know, it's, it's really, really fun to do and sort of help her disappear that mm-hmm. mindset of, oh, I'm a young woman. And therefore I can't offer as much value to an older, for for example, demographic. And, and so that's been a really, really fun process with her. And, uh, and part of what lights me up about what I get to do. But the point being is that uh, we went out on this listing appointment together and, and our office has just a beautiful, highly researched, highly developed, highly polished um, listing presentation that addresses all of the psychological needs. It addresses the disc profile that the, that the person is likely to have. I mean, all of it, right. It's just, it's, it's, I'm incredibly proud of it. We have a 
buyer's presentation that we provide for agents and a, and a listing presentation. At the end, she was shocked because I never once opened the presentation. <laughs> and she also said that she has known this family friend uh, for 10 years and that in our hour together, she learned more about wow. uh, the son and the father than she had known in the previous five years. And um, look, that's what it really, really takes, right? People, people now more than ever need to feel seen. They need to feel heard. They need to feel like they're with someone that they can trust to take them where they're trying to go. But even beyond that, many times they're not entirely certain where they want to go in life. Right. And so it's really just developing the skills and, and developing the capacity of love to, to, you know, to, to work with people. And, and when you have your focus for helping them take their lives to the next level, whatever that may be for them, frankly, there are many times in a listing presentation when the right move Mm. is to not have them purchase another property or not sell their property, uh, but turn it over and rent and keep it as an asset, right? And it's oftentimes something that uh, a client has never really considered, mm-hmm. right? And so there are many times when we do a listing presentation and, and we ask them, have you considered turning this property into an investment property? Well, you know, and then they have their uh, their mindset or their limiting beliefs about what that might look like. And so you talk about all the options and we've had many times where they've said, you know what? I do want to turn this into a rental, right? That would, that would make total sense. So it, it really is just about serving your clientele. I discovered something early on in the real estate business. And that is that the average happy client is worth an additional four transactions. Hmm. And so as such, I quit, you know, with real estate being so competitive as it is now, I quit worrying about the return on investment on the first transaction. Hmm. I no longer care about that. In fact, there are often, especially with new agents, Uh, there's a great majority of their first dozen or so transactions as a firm, we actually lose money on the first dozen transactions that they do, but such is our commitment to not only helping them get traction, um, but also serving our clients at their greatest level. So we will pay a fortune in client acquisition, you know, lead generation, client acquisition. And, um, but we know that if we stay true to our mission and we focus on delivering a phenomenal experience for our clients, and we work side by side with our agents in delivering that, then although we might've lost uh, revenue on that as a firm, the agent makes, you know, they make their commission up to 70%, right? Yep. But as a firm, we're making that long-term investment. We're building our future pipeline. We're building our future funnel and we're building a community of, of people who have had a great experience within their, their real estate transaction. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. I love that. Yep. All right. What, uh, Rob, if you, um, first of all, I'm, I'm noticing this is a really good, um, pre-funk for our event next week. Our, oh, good. Our, we're hosting, you know, uh, an event called purpose and profits on December 14th, depending on when you're listening to this. And, um, Rob is our, our guest speaker and I'll, I'll have an interview with Rob there. This, this is, we're like, we're stirring up so many good places to, to explore and go Good, good, um, good. for that. So uh, this is a good pre-funk, but if you had to. Um, if we wound this down a little bit and you had to give people some advice, whether it's based on what you've learned and that what you share in your book, or it's just based on the conversation we've had so far, like how do people continue to unleash their potential? Where do we, where do we go to look to, to level that up? 
Well, one of my favorite things um, to do is I speak at uh, low-income schools. And it's ironic that I just came from this six days in in Tony Robbins uh, studio. I happened to mention to someone who asked me uh, what my purpose is. And I, you know, of course I got to tell him about, about my book. And, um, and he noticed that here, I'll show, I don't know if the camera can see this very well, but if you notice there's the inmate in the background, right? Yeah. That's a picture of you with your orange yeah. jumper on and yeah, then it signifies my past. And wow. And um, that's the a guy great- said, the guy said, well, I have a program that goes to prisons across the country. Wow. And he said, I'd love to have you as a speaker there. And of course, like, you know, it's been in my mission statement that this is something that I want to do. Yeah. I just don't know how, right. A lot of times people are so focused on the how Mm. that they don't get clear about their purpose. The how will come. Right. And it, it really has to do with a lot of psychological principles, not the least of which is your reticular activating system, right? When you're clear about what your purpose is and what you want yep. your life to be. And yep. if, and, and especially if that purpose is about serving others, right? Which is what business is so beautiful for. Um, as I shared that with him, he said, well, I'd like to invite you to my next event, which happens to be in Globe, Arizona on January 19th. Would you be willing to come? And I just said, absolutely. And he said, as a matter of fact, uh, what are you doing this afternoon at two o'clock? You could, I, ha- I can have you guest lecture to a group of inmates um, that are, are, you know, part of our program. Right. So I got to do it that very afternoon. Wow. And, um, wow. and it, and it, it just was really, really fulfilling. So, you know, when I go to schools, when I, when I talk to inmates, uh, when I talk to people and I ask them, what do you most want out of life? What most people tell me is they want success. Now, that's an interesting phrase, because if you dive a little bit deeper into well, what does that mean for you? What would success look like? Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of varying answers, and I'm really I'm really honored that the most of the answers that I get are similar to mine. Mm-hmm. And that is I want to have a beautiful family. I want to have a family that it's a little hard to leave in the morning, mm-hmm. but that I look forward to leaving because my work fulfills my purpose. And, and as such, when I'm doing that and it's now, oh shoot, it's six o'clock, seven o'clock, like, oh gosh, I got to get home, but I look forward to coming home. Uh, success means to me having great relationships, great friendships. Success to me means the freedom to, you know, I was in, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida last week and, uh, decided that I do want to pursue this experience in the desert. And I just booked my trip, Mm -hmm. right? I booked the experience, booked the trip. And so that's important to me. And what I found is that most people want that. There's a uh, psychologist, a researcher called Dr. Sean Acor. You probably know of him. His book is uh, The Happiness Advantage. He's one of the first, he's one of the pioneers of um, happiness and purpose psychology, which is what, you know, which Chris is is all about that. And what he found is that that 75% of the contributing factor that leads to success 75% 75% of the contributing factor that leads to success is opposite of what most people think. Hmm. In other words, most people have it. We're kind of conditioned in schools and in our education system and in our uh, media culture. We're kind of conditioned that if you buy this product, you're going to be happy. Hmm. People think if they get the car, if they get the degree, if they get the relationship, then they'll be happy. Yeah. When the reality is, is that 75% of the contributing factor to happiness, hmm. I'm sorry, to success is happiness. Mm-hmm. Well, so how do you achieve happiness? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's the question. That's an interesting part of my book. I had uh, about four years when I was in prison, the prison psychologist actually stopped by my 
cell. And she said, you're the only person in prison that seems to actually be happy. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, if you do some research and, and you follow uh, psychology, mm-hmm. the greatest contributing factor to happiness is a couple of things. One, it's when we're experiencing progress towards our mission. Mm-hmm. So one is when we're experiencing progress to our stated purpose or mission, what we what we feel our life is about. Mm-hmm. Think about that, right? Think about if you've ever set a goal, let's say a weight loss goal, right? And you get to it a couple of weeks, three weeks in, you weigh yourself and, ah, making progress, right? I'm down a couple of pounds, right? You fast forward another month or two. And when you're looking in the mirror, now you can see a little bit of a difference. That's progress, right? It's the greatest contributing factor towards experiencing happiness, Mm -hmm. but a deeper level of happiness and fulfillment also occurs from something called gratitude. Mm -hmm. There's a physiological change that happens in our psychology and in our heart. When we spend time each day, just like someone would condition themselves daily for optimal health, Conditioning yourself daily, spending a few minutes, a couple times a day, really experiencing or feeling and visualizing a few things that you could be grateful for if you truly wanted to, right? And feeling that experiencing, embodying it actually conditions your mind to see more opportunity in life, to recognize, to be outside of your head and more out there from your heart, more out there with others. So Um, You know, your question to what would you advise people, the simplest and most basic, what I do with everyone that, that, that I have an opportunity to have an impact on is start focusing on what you could be grateful for. There's so much science and research behind how it actually changes your uh, mirror and motor neurons to now start noticing more in life that you could be grateful for. And um, you know, there's, there's more behind it actually opens up your ability to um, see more opportunity. It changes you from a pessimistic mindset to an optimistic mindset. Optimism, meaning you see more of the available solutions, pessimistic, meaning you only see a few, mm-hmm. right? So it just really open as, as people practice that as they would going to the gym for 20 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, every day, as people start practicing gratitude, mm-hmm. it really opens them up to experience life more fully for more fully to experience more fulfilling relationships to actually experience a feeling of gratitude and happiness and you feel successful. That's why the psychologist asked me, Mm. how is it you can be happy? Mm. Because I divorced myself of the things I had no control over. I had no control over the fact that my freedom was gone. Mm. What I did have control over is that I could use, you know, the prison library had over, I read over 700 books in prison. I could use the prison's gym to get healthier and to be more in shape. I Mm. use the gym's track to run, uh, to run laps. Right. And so I was, I, I learned to become grateful for the things and the opportunities that I have and stop focusing, obsessing on the things that I couldn't have. As a matter of fact, the thing that shocked me most when I was released from prison was the contrast of having so many freedoms taken away from me in prison versus when I got in the outside world and I now had, I now had YouTube holy shit, I could learn things on YouTube for free. Like I was fascinated by the fact that most people are in more of a prison, have have limited more of their freedoms and it's self-imposed. Mm-hmm. And I just was flabbergasted by that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Gratitude is the name of the game. Wow. When does your book come out? Uh, I should have books in hand by January 10th. Wow. That's the... 
So shipping date. Yeah. It's called unleashing your own potential, unleashing Unleashing your own potential. potential. Yep. You can pre-order at unleashing your own potential.com. I love that. That's so good. That's why it wasn't unleash your own potential because unleash your own potential.com wasn't available. Not available. Smart. (laughs) Well done. Well played. Well played. Unleashing your own potential.com. I love it, Rob. I, well, that, uh, and it's that, and it's a continual thing. Right. In other yeah, words, right. in yeah, other words, when you more. stop focusing on your health and you stop focusing on going to the gym and, and increasing your strength, you're going to plateau, but eventually those gains are diminished. Right. So, you know, unleashing became something that myself and the publisher were like, you know, it just makes sense because it's a continual, you know, I did date with destiny five years ago. It's, it's Tony Robbins signature yeah. program that he leads himself. And, you know, it's six hours, 14 to 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I, I, my life took a trajectory that was unbelievable for the next three years. And, um, you know, that's why for my wife and I, it's, it's, uh, it's in our goals to attend every couple of years to just continue that momentum and to go and gain further insights and, and, um, you know, and further develop our capacity for love and, and, and extending that love to anybody that we encounter. Wow. The beautiful thing, unleashing continuous. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, you guys listening to this can go to unleashingyourownpotential.com, get the book there, pre-order the book there. Rob, I, I'm so honored that you spent time. Um, I know you're busy. You've, I, you get busier and busier the more I see you on <laughs> social, the socials posting about where you are and where you've been. So thank you for spending time with Val and me. Uh, so excited to have you as, as our guest speaker next week in our event. And, um, and I, I love you so much. Thank you. Likewise, love you too. I, I, I will forever be grateful for the contribution that uh, that you've made in my life. And it's been you know, it's been a driving force, right? It was like meeting you, meeting Jan McHenry, the, the forum leader that uh, that I encountered uh, based on your recommendation and uh, the realization that, you know, I I, wanna, I want to enjoy a life of contributing and making a difference for others like uh, my role models. So thank you. Yeah, so good. Awesome. Val, Rob, thanks for being here and we'll catch you next time. All right. Thank thanks, you guys so much.